All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. And this is Bull Bear Radio. Uh, man, uh, markets up. Sun's, Sun's up, up, markets up, man. But man, I don't even know if that's going to stick today. So, oh uh, yeah, it's it, it'll hold. You today. know, this is the Wednesday. This is a this is holiday fever, man. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Here we've got light trading volume and the markets up after a two day. Uh, debacle yeah i was gonna say death spiral but it didn't die well, yet come on death spiral come on it, it's i'm trying to have some holiday cheer here yeah whatever whatever yeah so uh i wouldn't get too excited about what's going on on holidays you know there was a holiday uh, uh some years ago where you know you don't have any uh most of the trading community people who are managing money everybody's really gone already you know they're 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 not at work and so that you have very very light volume and some weird stuff can happen yeah on on shortened holiday uh and late trading days it's it's weird so you know we really have to get through the uh thanksgiving weekend before we're going to get a clear indication of the tone of what comes next you just sounded like freddy krueger or something dude i don't know what that may be what's coming next i'm not So, so sure over the last month and change, right, the market and in this we didn't, you know, string together five consecutive days, but uh, five consecutive days of negative returns have occurred three times within a, in the last month or so. There is no precedent for that since 1984. Do you think this negativity in the uh, tone that we've got here in the markets, uh, you know, Rob's. Uh, you know, Christmas uh, and, and Santa sleigh. The Grinch just stole Christmas, yeah, I mean, man. We're going to get coal in, in stockings and coal, I don't coal know, outlook man. for I, next you year. Know, like, what's the deal? Investor sentiment definitely shifted from, you know, being wildly positive, Goldilocks, everything's awesome, to, you know, uh, all kinds of news, good and bad, are kind of affecting the market negatively. Usually when you see a change in sentiment like that, it's it's tough, especially what's surprising to me is we have fantastic earnings, fantastic corporate fundamental uh, performance. I thought for a second there, maybe you said fantastic, fantastic, which the market no, no, the has fang, not been recently. The, the fang has had their teeth fall out, and they're they're laying down. Well, through the end of last they're week, right? Down. This was before this week's uh, you know two day debacle. Uh, the S&P 500 was up about 4%. The three stocks, Amazon, Apple, um, and Microsoft, accounted for f- over 50% of the market's return, those three stocks. 4% So you had return. three stocks that are carrying 50% the t- of the, the top 10 stocks. Of the performance. Top 10 stocks? Yeah. Right? Contributors to return 107% of the return. Now, hold it. Let's break that down a second, folks, because, you know, we get calls every day from advisors and the clients come to them and say, you know, oh, the market's up huge. How come I'm not up like the market? And 
Really, what's going on is three stocks were up. Top ten stocks are what is causing the index to give you up until I don't know what is, was it yesterday. The S and P actually held on to a positive positive return no, no, until no, no. yesterday. Yeah, until yesterday. Through yesterday, say, it was down. Yesterday, now it's up. And if you look, if you took the top ten stocks that had one hundred percent more than a hundred percent of the S&P performance this year, mm-hmm. the other 490 or so stocks, the performance is dismal. Negative. Bad. Negative across the board. So, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been good. But, yeah, like you said, fantastic earnings season here. So let's talk about that for a second, right? Uh, <clears throat> there, are stocks, there are stocks like Apple who were part of the FANG leading the charge higher. And guess what? Man, it's in a bear market correction for the stock price. It's down over 20%. Oh, oh. Yeah, I hope you don't have 40% of your portfolio in that. I I met a client earlier this summer, and uh, they're down a little over 10%, I think, uh, probably through today now, because I think Apple was down again another few percentage points today. Is that right? Well, you know, it it actually popped uh, just a couple of few minutes ago. It's up 66 basis points today. Oh, but man, if you're looking at a chart, but it started out <laughs> negative because uh, you're Foxconn looking at a, you, is cutting three billion in uh, in uh, cost because uh, Apple's not building as many phones. But yeah, that chart's bad. And I met with the guy in the summer. He's got he's got like 40 percent of his portfolio in Apple. He's like, I'm worried about losing my money. I'm like, well, maybe you better. Uh, you know, sell some of it and do something else with it because uh, he's like, no, I don't want to have to pay the taxes on it. OK, great. Hey, you know, I, they're, they're going through. I think that Apple is going to be pretty. I think uh, they'll be just fine coming out of this. Yeah, I do. New, I think, new I, refresh on the pads. You get a you get an overreaction. But I think that one thing is actually accurate. You know, the suppliers are uh, uh, Apple suppliers are falling by the wayside because the three phones that they just featured that they expected huge sales, they have cut. Uh, production by at least a third, maybe a half, because they don't think they're going to sell as many. And the reason why they're not going to sell as many is because the retail buyer isn't going to buy them. That's an indication that, you know, maybe not for the Santa Claus holiday spending rally, which today is like, you know, uh, the the precursor to Black Friday. People are going to be buying like crazy at the store but I don't know that it's going to be as good as what's expected. It was supposed to be the best holiday spending season ever. I don't know. I well, checked that. Red, Red Book same store sales were up uh, 4.8%, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this year over the prior year yeah, to the end of October. So Yeah, I mean, that's uh, so far. We had a shift in sentiment in October. Maybe. Oh. We'll have to see how it comes out here. Oh. Okay, so let's talk earnings. Earnings. Yeah, man, okay. earnings. So 484 to comp- 484 companies are now reporting. So the vast majority of the S&P 500 earnings are in fact peak this quarter. Yet still again we said this it's a 26.13% across the S&P 500. Man, that's good performance. Really good. Really good. You know, and that 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 performance, let's not forget real strong. Let's not forget how we got here. We had a huge corporate tax cut from the top tax rate of 35% down to 20%. So a lot of S&P 500 companies, the large cap, you know, multinationals, also had a lot of cash offshore. They brought it back, repatriated it, baby, and that has helped with buybacks. Um, And that's also, you know, 
this is it helps with earnings because they were going to have to pay 35 cents on the dollar and they don't have to pay 10. Well, look, you know, the market on the dollar. So, you know, this is a really big deal mm-hmm. and it is really given us that 26 plus percent earnings growth without the tax effect. The S&P would not be enjoying these kind of compound growth numbers this year. They would be still good. They probably are in the 18 percent range. Um but next year, the uh, you know ad- additional boost because the change is already in isn't going to be there. And the thing that's kind of concerning to me, Matt, you know, let us know what's going on with revenue. Revenue tells us where we're going. Well, uh, revenue is eight percent currently across okay. the board. So we were trending at you know uh, eleven uh, for the first quarter and revenue growth. Then it was uh, nine on the second quarter, and third quarter looks like eight. But I think it's not evenly distributed, you know, in terms of the growth rate. No, you know, some uh, sectors good, some sectors bad. Energy's nineteen, materials ten, almost eleven. Information technology uh, ten and change, and twelve on communication services. So, you know, those four sectors, real estate's thirteen. So those five sectors are actually kind of carrying the uh, the weight because uh, the others, uh, and I'm not even going to name them: six, eight, two, six, four, and one. Yikes. You know, so like mid to, to low single digits. And one of the interesting things is, you know, people have observed uh, energy has gone through a massive correction in price from the 80s down to uh, 54 or so, where it seems to have stabilized. Yeah, Brent crude's up a little bit more than that, but you know, West Texas is. Woo! Yeah, I mean, gotten smoked. The uh, revenue growth and the earnings growth of energy has been nothing but spectacular because of rising energy prices that we see. But I got to tell you, you know, I think that next, you know, the, where's the price right now? Price is at 50 and then at 80. Right. So, you know, earnings and revenue growth might be a little slimmer yep. than what they have been. And that's the number one sector, uh, energy, 125% earnings growth, 19% sales growth. So we're down to four, stud. four sectors with really good growth uh Prospects. Right. Well, with the four out of eleven, with the decline in uh, oil prices, you're right, man. It mm-hmm. ain't going to look that good next quarter. Nope, that's for sure. So, look, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the markets and where we think they're going to finish the year and early next year. Talk a little bit about the Fed and the Fed's insanity here. Will they continue to raise rates despite some, you know, weak numbers that we've seen in the last uh, couple of days? We'll be right back. Bull Bear Radio is bringing the fun back to finance. Hosts Matt Schreiber and Don Schreiber Jr. share their decades of industry experience as president and CEO of investment management firm WBI, mixed with anecdotes and witty banter from this real-life father and son duo. So, hey, we're back. Uh, Check us out, WBIinvestments.com. We got everything on our insights page. It's brandy new. Check it out. It's got all the Twitter feeds and action and all, all the, the you know best insights there from Don, uh, myself, our team, all all there aggregated one spot. Go get it. Uh, WBI president, WBI CEO on Twitter. Anyway, yo. So uh, look, I was doing a little reading like I do every morning, every night, and uh, I read that uh, Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis president. Uh, Neil Kashkari, who's repeatedly called for, you know, caution on raising rates too much, said yesterday in an interview on, you know, NPR radio, 
One of my concerns, this is quote, quote, one of my concerns is that if we preemptively raise interest rates and it's not in fact necessary, we might be the cause of ending the expansion. Don, what are your thoughts on Mr. Kashkari's uh, uh, sentiments there? A breath of sanity. In an insane world? Or freaky Fed, Federal Reserve you, know, you, you could call it the freaky Fred, Fred as far as I'm concerned. Holy moly. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, Mr. Kashkari is right on the spot. It's what we have been talking about, you know, in... Do you think they've raised two, rates a little bit too much 2000, I'm, I'm going to repl- replay this real quick. 2004 to 2006, the Fed raises rates, right, from uh, uh, up 425% from the time they started to the time they ended. It was a 425% increase. Mm-hmm. We are at an 800% increase before the December rate hike, which is pretty much in the can. Yeah, and back then you had GDP growth, like real GDP growth, yeah, not 2%, we had, right, when they started the this whole they started raising increase. rates, I mean, in 2006, uh, GDP growth really got hot. We were at 6 7 8% per quarter. Yeah, I know. It's it unbelievable. Like when you look at the chart. And we have just barely gotten up above, four, you know, 3%. We had a 4 print. Oh, my God. You know, like, we've been at 2 or sub 2 for, for like nine, a 9 of the 10 years. Yeah, for like a decade. This is the best year we've seen, and it's just barely getting to a reasonable level. Yeah, and that's 3% why the, plus the, growth. The, that's why the, the market's freaked out a little bit here, because we know we're going to get to December. And then they've been saying, now we're going to do it four times next year. I mean, I mean, and the Fed. And we're already starting to see weak numbers. Look at. The, uh, I mean, the numbers are coming in weak. Durable man. goods. Durable goods today was a print that really is not a good number to see before your Thanksgiving dinner. It kind of gives you a little bit of stomach distress because it indicates. But you take out X transportation, it was up a tenth of a percent. It a was tenth awesome, of a percent. Right? But when you look at the business spending side, right? Uh huh. CapEx was like Cap double X, digits at the beginning of the year. And it has been zero. It's falling. It's a bad deal. CapEx is 25 plus percent of mm-hmm. the U.S. economy. Yeah. You know, and if it falls apart, as the consumer starts to, you know, waver tight, here, tighten, yeah. tighten, tighten their purse strings. Yeah, because they have all-time record debt at the household level. Yeah. Did you know I heard from an advisor yesterday? I think that household debt is is in good shape. I was like, what number are you looking at, dude? Well, you know, it hasn't cracked yet. It, but when household debt is at the highest level in history, and so as interest rates go up... The cost of borrowing goes up. But the cost of servicing the debt goes up. That too. You know, so uh, we haven't really seen the whole effect on the consumer yet yep. that they have to trade higher interest rate payments on their credit cards and other debt, yep. right, it, it for I'm going to buy stuff. Yep. They're not going to buy stuff. if They're they not going to buy as much stuff no. if it costs them a lot more to get the same item. Yep, or a new it. item. That's and, what, and, you know, look the, at iPhone The U.S. Sales. government's in the same, same place. And you know what's scary is the level of corporate debt has never been higher. Yep. And as their cash flow requires, it's typically pretty short-term uh, uh, debt-oriented, short-term duration. This stuff's going to go up pretty fast. Yeah. You know, and you got to look at this. It, the, the spreads on, 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 on corporates 
for the amount of risk that's there, don't look reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what do you think? You think that uh, we we get this Santa Claus rally that you get most years, or you think that uh, Santa's dead? Uh, great, say, hey, great this, piece. Great hey, piece we, out by Jeffrey Gunlock about you know the bond market and the true risk of the maybe bond we market. better change the I rating that on our great. podcast here. Uh, so kids don't listen to that. that. That that might alarm people. But yes, Jeffrey Gunlock. Okay, Jeffrey Gunlock. He, he wrote a really good uh, uh, summary about what's going on in the bond market. I thought it was, um, you know, not only uh, right on on the money, it was on spot, but you know, well, fairly illuminating, a little bit he scary said today. Right? No, tre- do you like don't own treasuries, don't own, own corporate bonds. Jeffrey, what's left? Uh, that's what I want to know. Like, what do you own? You know, what's he saying? Buy stocks here? I don't know. That wasn't in the article. I was a little confused when I saw the headline today. And, you know, Gunlock says, uh, Maybe don't buy treasuries, he, don't buy corporate bonds. Hey I'm man, like, what? He was saving it for a Christmas present. Oh, I got He's you. He's going to give us out a, oh, like a, a little Tiffany a box. A little right? holiday He's going to tell us yeah. what to do. It's yeah. coming to a theater, I mean, a store near you. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was really Maybe you confused can buy that on that Amazon. Yeah, maybe you can buy whatever whatever's hey, listen, left. You want to hear a bit? mortgage-backed securities <laughs> on fire sale on Amazon. You want to you want to know it's unbelievable. Walmart today? special aisle aisle nine. We got mortgage-backed securities. People don't realize this, but I'm looking at a chart of the Zon, right? And it was trading at about two thousand thirteen two thousand thirteen dollars per share. And uh, right now it's trading at fifteen hundred and twenty-seven dollars a share. That's a five hundred dollar differential. This baby's down twenty-five percent, dude. Twenty percent. I mean, people don't realize that. the 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 amazing Amazon is in a bear market. Yeah, yeah. Most of those uh, the fangers. They're in a bear market, man. Yeah, man. Most of the bigger uh, stocks that have been contributing most of the return are in tough shape. You know, those three stocks, Amazon, Microsoft, and uh, Apple, have uh, accounted for, depending on the time frame, two, three years, 20, 30% of the, the market's return, those three stocks alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's insane. Insane. So, Don, what do you think about 2019, right? We're getting close. Well, I'm coming in to, you know, to work this morning. I'm listening to Bloomberg Radio. Tom Keene does a great job, right? He's interviewing uh, J.P. Morgan's, you know, chief economist. Uh, they're talking about next year. They're expecting four rate increases. They don't think Jerome Powell's recent comments really are, are real, that they may moderate for next year. They think tax cuts are already baked in. You've seen some of that in earnings this year. Yep. It's going to get tougher next year. Um, you know, because it looks like growth slowing by a lot of different indicators and such. So, do you share the same opinion, or are you more like the Wells Fargo guys said this morning after the two-day decline? Like, now's the time to plow all your money into stocks. What? So one says, kind of like exercise caution, and then the Wells Fargo guys are saying, "Yeah, get in while the getting's good." So what, what, what's Don, I, I'm confused. I think, you know, I, you Gunlock know, says don't buy bonds. Yeah. So JP Morgan's like, I, you know, be cautious here. And Wells yeah, Fargo says yeah. buy stocks now. So let's let's assume that I'm on a, uh, you know, a long on planet Earth. I'm on a long plane flight from coast to coast. Right. And, um, you know, all indications are we have clear skies. Things are great. And then the pilot comes on and says, folks. 
I'm sorry to tell you, but we're going to go through some really bumpy air. We think you ought to buckle up because the ride's going to get really bumpy and rough. Mm-hmm. That's what 2019 looks like. Really? Yeah. So I know, you know, Wells Fargo was saying, you know, like put it, put all your money into the market. Pile like, it in, man. Like going to Vegas and saying, you know, I'm going to put it all on black or red. I don't think so. Not right here. We have no indication that this little increase in value today when, you know, we know most of the participants in the uh, marketplace, you know, are really not working today. Uh, yeah, well, if you have a if you have a Santa Claus rally here, it could be a good buying opportunity. But it will be this be a a dead cat bounce, so to speak. If it we do see a market rally here, twenty nineteen, right? The market internals would indicate that there hasn't been broad capitulation by investors yet. They haven't sold. They're actually somebody's buying today, even if it's only a little bit. And um, usually, you need uh, for a bear market trend to end. You need investors to be like screaming or running towards the exits, and that's over. I'll never invest in stocks well, again. So you talk. We haven't gotten there yet, folks. So it's not even close. Well, you talk about market. So internals. there's more downside risk coming. Buckle your seatbelts. Well, you talk about market internals, and I mean, more than half the stocks in the S and P 500 are down year to date. They're down for the year. Absolutely right. So. Um, and, and there's a lot of them that are you, down you have 20 percent for the year. About I, half I've heard from a lot of people that the forward looking P.E. is getting pretty reasonable. What I, but what I'm concerned about is the trailing P.E., which takes into account the awesome fundamentals we have had. The real stuff that's cooked in the books. And you're at a 21 P.E. multiple, 21 and change on the S&P 500 averages about 15.8 back to. You know, the beginning of the last century or any long time. Hey, listen, frame. you know, so that's a reversion of mean. If we're going back to average fundamentals next year, average growth, right? You can click 2% growth. Will, will stocks get a haircut here and get back to an average PE, which would be about a 30% 25-30% haircut? That could be reasonable. Well, what it, you know, one of the things that uh, if it gets bad, a bear market PE 2008. Bear PE was ten point nine. Hey, we That's read a fifty percent. We read down. a lot, and you know we pay a lot for research, and uh, we look at uh, some pretty smart people in the industry. Ned Davis, uh, who's been around uh, even longer than I have, I think he's coming up on fifty years in the marketplace. One of the real smart guys in the industry, uh, you know, uh, mathematical quant uh, type person, lots of models, uh, no emotion. He indicated that uh, most recently, you know, everybody's talking about earnings. Stocks have gotten a little cheaper because, you know, earnings have been strong and prices have come down on stocks in general. And he's like, hey, man, let's not be fooled by this. He said, if you look at a better indicator, which is revenue, and you look at price to sales, stocks have never been more overvalued than they are right now. Never. Not in the Depression. Not in 87. Not in 2000. Never. So you're saying 2019 exercise caution, probably GDP in the two percent range, less than the three we've been at this year. Yeah. Okay. I, I would I would buckle my seatbelt and watch the video on how to get the oxygen if I need it. And and maybe maybe uh, a positive return next year or not so much. Maybe hold on. Market stay in positive territory this year. Let's go with that. You let's think talk about let's talk about think, what could cause 2019 to be a good year. Right. We get a decline. So we get a really significant decline and we're coming off a much lower low from that lower low. Not from here, but from a lower low, 
you could have some really good returns. Typically, you know, you get these big reversion to means during bear markets. The best performance updates, single day updates, are typically in bear markets on price reversion. The market goes down a little bit too much and then it pops up and you get a 3% or a 5% move to the upside. Those are dead cat bounces. Those things end up, uh, investors give those back. They get sucked back into the market. They get their face ripped off. That isn't a good thing to do. But here's what could happen, right? So the Fed raises rates in December. They stop. They pause. So they don't put any more interest rate pressure in the system. Let the tax cuts work. We get a, a, a complete stand down on uh, trade and tariff uh, potential war or, uh, you know, fallout mm -hmm. to the economy. So that all gets reconciled. Yep. Right. Not only China, but Europe, Japan, everywhere. So on and so forth. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. And that could make 2019 pretty good. And make markets great. And again. and what we need to make markets great again is another massive fiscal stimulus program. So that'd be like that drives the economy, maybe infrastructure spending okay. drives the economy to a sustained three four percent level. So you're thinking that'll get the market rocking and rolling. Maybe it's not twenty. Short of that, right? Buckle your seatbelts. Maybe it's not twenty eighteen. Maybe it's a twenty eighteen early twenty nineteen. We get a market blow off. We get uh, Fed Fed peels it back, and uh, you know we get an infrastructure spend resolution of trade wars. The market could do that's your best case scenario. That's the best case. What's uh, worst case scenario is obviously the, the Fed worst stays case, on the gas the, pedal. The worst case scenario pumps, is that keep pumping the brakes. The Fed, two does, feet. the Fed doesn't give a clear indication, you know, that they're going to um, uh, stop hiking interest rates. They stay data dependent. And there's a lot of uncertainty around what the Fed's going to do next. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be good for markets. Yep. We have, we, have, we have a divided Congress. Yep. Political and nothing turmoil. happens in terms of an infrastructure bill. Yep. What's worse is the political dynamic, which is toxic in the United States, gets even worse. No trade deals. No trade deals. No regulation. Reduction. No, nothing that's positive. It's all negative. And then markets toast next year. Then we uh, uh, stay in your seats, fasten your seatbelts. So it kind of it kind of and sounds be very like careful. Hey, the key is not to lose a lot of capital. You have got to appreciate that bear market losses, the the losses that uh, bear markets typically throw up, which are twenty to fifty percent or more are so damaging to your capital, and it takes so long to get back to even, even if you stay invested. This is what really bothers me about the whole passive, low-cost thesis. Buy and hold. you got to be kidding me. If you lose half your capital, you need 100% gain to get back to even, and it usually takes years to get that. And you don't make money. You just get back to even. Yep. Most people bail at the bottom, they lock in the loss. They sit on the sidelines and they miss the big rallies off the bottom. Yep. And they end up with really poor uh, growth and return results. We don't want that to happen to people. All right. So, uh, you know, that's a little bit what we're thinking for the end of the year and beginning of next year and maybe throughout 2019. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. 
if uh, you listen to this beforehand, happy Thanksgiving. If it's after Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll get you next week. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments, Inc.